of ritualistic child abuse. They would sacrifice animals. Does it make you want to hate murder, or does it make you want to do murder? Let's explore the darkness of mankind, one crime at a time. Welcome back to Rogue Darkness, the podcast that uncovers how the misinterpretations and misinformation surrounding witchcraft, the occult, and other beliefs have led many to do unthinkable crimes. From ritualistic killings and the demons that live in all of us, to exploration of the macabre and delving deep into the unknown, let's explore the darkness of mankind, one crime at a time. I'm your host of The Grim and Gruesome, Raven. Let's go rogue and get right into today's chilling crime the horrifying and heartbreaking case of John Horgan and how he was brutally murdered and hung from the rafters of his teen neighbor's attic in a satanic sacrificial rite. But first, let's start off from the very beginning. On June 14, 1973, 7-year-old John Horgan was left with his 16-year-old neighbor, Lorcan Bale, while his mom went into town to get some groceries. At some point during their time together, Lorcan took John behind his house to reportedly look for rabbits. Some time passed, and John's mother eventually returned home and was surprised that John wasn't back home from the neighbors. After many hours passed, John's parents became increasingly concerned and frantically began going house to house in their neighborhood to see if anyone knew where John may have gone off to. With his parents and neighbors now all on the hunt, Tracker dogs and special Garda units from all across Dublin were called in to assist in searching for him. Around midnight, the unfortunate discovery of John's lifeless body was found, tied to the rafters in the attic of Lorcan Bale's home, reportedly surrounded by numerous religious symbols, along with a silver chalice and three consecrated hosts. Upon investigation of the crime scene, it was determined that John had been killed by blunt force trauma to the head which had ultimately fractured his skull. The detectives on the scene reportedly believed that the deadly blow had been mercilessly inflicted by a skittle, a large wooden pin used in children's games, much like a bowling pin. Being the last person to have seen John, who was at the time caring for the young boy, Lorcan Bale was immediately brought into custody for questioning, where he ultimately confessed to the horrific crime. The Boy in the Attic, written by David Malone, is a detailed recount of the horrific murder of John Horgan, the events leading up to the murder, and the troubles surrounding Lorcan Bale that could have potentially led him to carrying out the crime. The book outlines how Lorcan had persuaded John to go look for rabbits in a field behind his home. While John was hunched over peering into a rabbit hole, Lorcan took the pin and began hitting John over the head, rendering him unconscious, and quickly thereafter, dead. Lorcan then proceeded to tie up John's arms and legs and placed a gag in his mouth. He then reportedly headed back to his house with John's body in a sack that they had brought along to hold the rabbits. And whether or not Lorcan even ever intended on catching rabbits at all is heavily debated. Once back at his home, Lorcan then used a thick red rope to tie John's body to a vertical beam running from the attic floor to its ceiling holding John up in a crude crucifix position. It is believed that during his time in the attic, John had already passed away from being hit in the head, so he would not have been aware of what was being done to him in the attic. According to an article from irishcentral.com, it was reported in the Irish Independent on September 14, 1973, 
that the teenage suspect, Lorcan, had attended Dunshalklin District Court, where he was kept in custody and returned for trial at the Central Criminal Court for the murder of John Horgan. Lorcan was subsequently tried in an adult court and received a mandatory life sentence for the brutal murder of John. Despite being given a life sentence, it was reported that Lorcan had subsequently been released from prison back in 1980, only serving a mere seven years. Lorcan had reportedly been deemed by the Minister for Justice to have served his life sentence at that time. Upon his release, the condition was that Lorcan was to report back to the authorities on a regular basis. A heartbreaking fact is that the total time that Lorcan served in prison for his heinous crime is almost the same length of time as John Horgan's lifetime. Seven years. That's so heartbreaking. The Sunday World published a story in 2012 claiming that Lorcan Bale was actively working as an environmental services manager for a London borough and was associated with some church groups within London. Lorcan Bale, the man who as a teen carried out one of Ireland's most horrific ritualistic crimes against a child, reportedly now lives his life out, a free man, in England. So that was the horrific case of the boy in the attic, and how the horrific crime took Ireland by storm, causing a huge uproar and widespread panic and fear. Although it was a short one, let me know your thoughts on this case, and if you have any questions regarding it, or any other cases I've covered, feel free to contact me at roguedarknesspod at gmail.com. You can also reach me directly on Instagram or Twitter at rogue underscore darkness. I'm always interested in hearing your thoughts on cases I've covered, as well as hear any suggestions you may have for future ones. And as always, if you like what you hear on Rogue Darkness, please help spread the word by sharing the pod with your family and friends, and also by leaving a rating and review on Apple iTunes or any other platform where you can leave a review. By rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing, you are directly helping the show and getting the word out. And if you enjoy watching discussions on true crime in video format, I highly recommend you check out my YouTube channel. The link is down below, and definitely don't forget to subscribe. And if you're looking for more ways to help support the pod, I do have a Ko-fi page set up, now with membership tiers from $2, $5, and $10 a month. So if you ever want to check it out to become a monthly member for additional content or incentives, or to submit a one-time donation, the link is down below in the description for reference. Any support on there is always greatly appreciated, but it's never expected. You can also get yourself some awesome Rogue Darkness merch through my Bonfire merch store. The link to my Bonfire shop is down below along with all the other links, so definitely check it out and show your support for the show by gearing up in some Rogue Darkness style. And with that said, my friends, that concludes this week's episode of Rogue Darkness. The darkness is all around us, and I can confidently say that reality truly is more terrifying than fiction. Until next time.
Do you love unraveling a good old-fashioned whodunit? Oh honey, me too. I'm Alicia, armchair detective and host of Dead On, a true crime podcast. Join me every Friday. We'll dive into a case that scratches your itch for true crime, dark history, and mystery. Streaming now, everywhere you love to listen. Hi, my name is Keely, and I host a podcast called Misty Mysteries. It is a paranormal and true crime podcast. I started this podcast, but after listening to so many true crime podcasts where I felt like it was focused on the killer, I decided to make a podcast where I could focus on the victims and who they were to help solve their cases. So on Wednesday, I cover a true crime case that is unsolved or it's a missing persons case and hopes to bring them home or bring them justice. And on Sunday, as something a little more lighthearted, I cover a paranormal topic. You can find my podcasts on places such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Good Pods, and all your main listening podcast places. And I hope to see you there.